Except Doug Ford, how are you doing? We are good. Oh, I am good. Why good. Doug Ford and Doug Doug do now? He's on the docket, girl. We'll get to him. But he does not get a hello this Tuesday. Listen, I don't I don't know what to say about Doug. I really don't. Um but yeah, I, I if it's true. Anyways, we'll get into it. I'll voice my opinion yeah. when we get there. Yeah, so I I want to start off by talking about or, you know, I guess to get the heavy stuff out the way. But we're going to talk about, before we, like, before we, we're going to talk about this new information that's popped off today with with Portia William. Oh, <laughs> that's what you were adding. <laughs> no, 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 I, that's not what I added. That's oh, okay. <laughs> But we're going to talk about that. But I wanted to address <laughs> first before we get into that. What is happening on, in certain places around the globe? Um, mainly mm. Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's some... I don't know, I don't know how many people know about, about what's happening. Mind you, I don't know too much about the details, but I feel like it's good to spread awareness on, like, if we have a platform and we have people that are listening, there might be somebody that's listening that's never heard about what's happening in Columbia. So just to spread awareness of what's going on in Colombia. So basically, basically, um, government of Colombia, the leader, the president, I think his name is Ivan Dukey. No, I can't be I'm sure it's not Dukey. <laughs> <laughs> you butchered that poor man. <laughs> Dukey? Dukey? His last name is spelled D-U-Q-U-E. I don't know how you pronounce that. Duke, maybe? I don't know. I Okay, well, Ivan d um he proposed like a tax reform in Colombia, and apparently it's you know a lot of people especially the middle and working class citizens in Colombia, would be negative negative negatively affected by this tax reform because a lot of them already are living way below the poverty line and then now you're wanting to collect more tax from the, these people so there's been protests going on to try to, you know, protest this tax reform. And of course, I guess the state is oh, wait, not sorry. having so, it. So can you, start, can you just clarify what the tax reform is? Does I don't that know. That they're just hiking up the taxes? I believe so. From from what I've heard. Um, yeah. So the Colombian oh, okay. president broadly sought to raise taxes, um, to raise the tax revenue for the state by um, uh, by 6.3 billion cuz apparently he was saying <laughs> that they because of the pandemic they have no money now so they're trying to But raise what makes taxes. him think the people have money? 
But that's the thing. The people are saying they don't have money. So that's why these protests are going on. And riot police have been dispatched. And they're not um, meeting these people with peaceful um, encounters. They're just killing these people. And it's a whole mess over there. Apparently, there's been already more than 20 deaths because of this. Um, wow. And it's just really sad what's what's happening over there. So it says it also increased the surcharges on gasoline and diesel, something that would impact the entire chain of production of goods and services. So there's no way out of it. Like these poor people. Yeah. And these people are already, like I said, living below the poverty line. I was um, listening on the Breakfast Club when Angela Yee was reporting on it. And she was saying the average Colombian citizen already makes like $200 a month. What? Yeah. How can you live off of $200 a day? It's hard to even live off $200 a day, realistically, if you really think about it. So like a month? Like, if you include bills and everything like that, yeah. Yeah. So that's and dependence and that's crazy. Just your life, food, putting clothes mm-hmm. on your back. Yeah. So that's why they're protesting and they're not being met with um, peaceful encounters. A lot of them are being brutalized by the police and riot squads which i don't know why they're sending out riot squads if they're having a peaceful protest but that's what's that's just happening over in colombia so guys we really gotta you know just pray for the people out in colombia i don't know i don't know i know one person who's i think father is from colombia but they've been up here for years so i'm not sure how much connection they still have back to colombia but if you know anyone or you know somebody that knows somebody from there reach out and yeah i don't know that i don't know what can be done i haven't really seen much relief efforts but it's hard because a lot of the articles that like when you just try to google it a lot of them are in spanish so i did look up a couple i really wasn't able to find many english ones but I'm sure there's more out there as the issues arise. So yeah, definitely reach out to, um, I knew one Colombian person my whole life. Did I message him yet? No, but I'll get around to it. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really sad. It seems like the world is just full of so much turmoil right now. It's just like one other issue that we're all struggling through. So definitely feel for them right now. I just hope for peace among like amongst everything mainly we don't need to lose any more lives so yeah that's real that's what's been going on over there and then i'm not going to speak too much about this because i don't honestly don't know too much details but i know there's a huge mm-hmm. thing going on between the israelis and palestine as well that's happening right now presently as we speak i know it has i know it's like a turf war type of thing but i'm i'm sure it's deeper than that obviously because those two nations have been going back and forth forth, at each other for decades so obviously 
it runs deep but it's, i know yeah. it's yeah. a lot of stuff is happening over there right now again between the israelis and palestine palace palace how, how do you say palestine 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 people palestinian Palestinian. Palestinian. There we go. Palestinians. Um. So, yeah. Um. Again, I don't want to speak too much on it because I I have done little research. I've watched a few videos of um. You know, from the Palestine Palestinian perspective. Um. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know too much, so I don't want to speak on it. But do your if you are you know at all interested in that. Um, that's also something to be aware of of what's happening. Seems like there's there. so much civil unrest everywhere you turn. Yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but it's, it's where we're at right now. I don't know how else to term it. That's honestly where we're at right now. So just pray for these countries um these nations that clearly need a solution right now clearly need peace definitely um but yeah and then when i when you hear these things happening in the world and then you come over to america and then you hear there's a subsection of people that are upset about the fact that my word (laughs) did they're trying to cancel disneyland because of a a ride hold on are they trying to actually cancel you can't de- cancel the happiest place on earth but are they actually trying to cancel disneyland or are they trying to just change up the ride i don't know what they're trying to do they're trying to cancel the ride i guess they're trying to change up the ride or cancel the ride guys if you don't know like like i said like it's quite pathetic when you hear about everything that's happening on in the globe and then you come to these privilege and i am it's honestly probably white people that started this you know this petition to change the ride but they're angry because they're saying that you guys all know the story of snow white in case you lived under the rock for a rock for the past i don't know how many years and you don't know the story of you're not american and you weren't taught the story okay sure but i'm pretty sure most people that listen to this podcast are North American, but on the off chance you're not, (laughs) and you do not know the story of Snow White. Snow White is a fictional story, cartoon, animated story. Fictional. (laughs) Fictional about a young princess that falls under the curse of her evil stepmother. She falls asleep, and it's only her true love's kiss that can wake her. So when she ate the apple that her evil stepmother or whatever tricked her to eat she obviously fell asleep and all her dwarf friends were sad and blah 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 blah. and then the prince charming which was her true love because they met before somehow i can't remember he saw her and he gave her he felt bad he was sad he gave her a kiss because he felt like, okay, this is going to be the last kiss I'm going to give her because she's dead. But not knowing that he that kiss would wake her up. But, you know, the kiss revived her. So from that kiss, she's been awake. So now there's a ride in Disneyland to reflect that story. And there's a part in the ride, I guess, where you go and you see Prince 
charming giving snow white the kiss and the people the sistrins are upset because they're saying oh it's a non-consensual kiss you're teaching our children to give kisses non-consensually or whatever whatever the re that they're upset about if first world problems was a person like I don't understand. It it does it logically makes no sense though. Like, okay, unconsensual kiss, but she was dead. How is she gonna consent? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he basically saved her life, so I feel like he should get a bly. He saved her life. He woke her he, up from a he curse. Saved her. I don't. I read one part of the article where a child was asking their mother or father, whoever, um, why why Prince Charming was was kissing her, and the parent was like, "I had to have an uncomfortable conversation." Oh my! Now God. I distinctly recall having that conversation as a child with my father, and the conversation went, "Daddy, why is he kissing her?" daddy responded because he was waking her up i said all right cool and that was the end nobody was uncomfortable like it just made sense (laughs) i never grew up to allow people to kiss me when i did not want to be kissed (laughs) right i i i I think i'm normal and i think that everybody else that i know who knew that story was told very early on that it's a fable it is not true anyone who's dated in this millennium knows that right (laughs) And children aren't stupid. They can clearly see that she's a cartoon <laughs> and that he's exactly. a cartoon. It's not real. Kids get magic. They understand all of all the things that you think kids don't understand and that people overcomplicate, kids are totally fine with. Like the woman said she had to have an uncomfortable conversation. What uncomfortable conversation? Thank you. I don't I, if that's an uncomfortable conversation, you guys don't have an open communication with your kids. I'm sorry. If, if that is an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation, that. I'm sorry for you when actual real uncomfortable Thank conversations you. are going to pop up. Or you're going too deep. Like, it's really not that serious. You know, some people are it's too woke for their own good. And it's <laughs> annoying. Like, Charlemagne the God says, like, these people need to go to sleep. They're too woke. wasting my time. Now, mind you, there is a lot of reform on a lot of the rides that were previously racist. So we know Walt Disney was not, like, he can live in these here times. Um, so a lot of the rides that there was, there was some racism going on and they wanted to add a ride with Princess Tiana, who was the first black princess, things like that. I don't have an issue with. So if, if it comes to, uh, like a, a race issue or something that's offensive, I understand that. And I think including Princess Tiana is a good idea. Mm. Um, but I also wouldn't be outraged if she wasn't included. I mean, I'm sure I would notice like, hey, where's the Black Princess? But mm-hmm. understanding how long ago <laughs> Disneyland's been there and yeah. she's a newer princess, right? Like it it would not be the end of the world for me. It's- At the end of the day, it's kids. Like let kids just be kids. Stop like, just let them live. It's really not that serious. It's the, it's the parents, it's the woke parents that just need to rest. 
at this point because but it's what just them too needs much. to be woke for they're not woke that's the problem like i don't understand why you're triggered by a ride at disneyland or a story or a kiss or like it's not it's almost like they're they're kind of sexualizing it a little bit for no reason they are and they don't innocent it is all these people that want to be upset like when they were upset at like pepe le pew or whatever that skull oh my god like when they were upset at him i'm like you guys realize that you guys are actually sexualizing something that people didn't think about at all at at all until you brought it up we We never thought about that we've all had a pepe in our lives i grew i watched pepe growing up and i never felt like oh it's okay for a man to never assume like never who, why why first of all why are your kids getting their moral compass off of skunks <laughs> not skunks okay like seriously your kids are getting their moral compass off of skunks like you're relying right. too much on these cartoons to give your children moral compass that you're upset absolutely and that extends further than just those things that extends to rappers and singers and entertainers and basketball players at the end of the day it's your responsibility as a parent or as part of that child's village to ensure that they have the right morals and they have the right foundation. If you're allowing the TV to raise your children, that's your problem, not the entertainer or Walt Disney or a ride or a fairy tale. It's you You as a parent are supposed to explain that. That would have been like to the mother or father, whoever it was that thought it was an uncomfortable conversation to have. That would have been a great teaching time with your child because they asked a very valid question, but it did not need to be uncomfortable. You didn't have to go so deep into the story but, or into how you feel about it. I just don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm not as sensitive as these as these people but i don't understand why if that, that makes sensitive, uncomfortable uncomfortable how are you how are you going to live in the world as if if something so simple makes you uncomfortable that's they're that's why they're not living in the world they're forever angry <laughs> have you seen some of these comments on the internet they're forever angry <laughs> how are you <laughs> no Sometimes you just got to let things be just, and I get that the world needs to progress. The world needs to, to change as the times change and things like that. But you can also appreciate history for what it was, explain what it was and move on. Honestly. And we all watched Disney growing up mm-hmm. and I don't think Disney in any shape or form form the way I th- I, I think about certain things like my mother, my parents, my upbringing, my church family was what helped to form that. Like not a skunk on a TV screen, not a Prince Charming kissing a, a, a princess that I clearly know is not real life. I'm, kids are not stupid. But you grow up, you have real experiences and you stop watching Disney by the time you were in elementary school. Right. So by the time you're, you know, grade six, seven, eight, that's that's in one ear and out the other anyways. There are so many other things that shape and form who you are as a person. I don't think demolishing a fairy tale that was created eons ago is going to affect change in anyone. It's pointless and it's a waste of energy. And I'm going to show all my kids the Disney classics. 
I'm going to show them. They're going to see them. They're going to watch them together. I'm going to show my kids all the Disney classics and they will be fine because I will still be their mother and I will still be teaching them what I need to teach them as their mother. Exactly. Like, I I don't understand. Let the child have some wonder and some, you know, some joy and some fascination before they actually enter the world wholly and see what it's really about. Like you're, I feel like you're perverting the child before, or you're introducing things to the child before it needs to be introduced when you start going so deep into something like that. When the child asks you about why the prince kissed Snow White, like now you're going into, oh, consent and a woman, like the child does not need to be introduced to that at that time. Let the story just be what it was. Let the kid just enjoy. Let the kid be a kid. Like, I don't understand. When they reach of age to when people are trying to kiss them, then you can start having those conversations about consent and things like that. Right. But as a child in a story, like there's a four-year-old, just let them be. (laughs) Or if you feel like there's actually a real life threat or somebody in their life or, or that they can encounter that you feel like you need to have that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. then have that conversation but if there's if the kid is just a kid and there's no reason for you to really get into that conversation at such an early age why are you exposing them to those things at such an early age off of a fictional character doesn't make sense to me i mean growing up and and watching those i think a lot of those movies actually made me believe in love And it was just a sweet and innocent way to see. And yes, you know, nowadays we don't want women feeling like the damsels in distress and whatever. Again, I've never felt that way. Maybe it's because I'm a Black woman and I was raised to know (laughs) I got to do things on my own and I got to work extra hard. But I don't know. I still have those warm and fuzzy feelings when I watch like, like Disney and stuff like that. I know it's not real. I've known it's not real since I was like 10, but it's still nice to think about. And it's still sometimes a breath of fresh air from what the real world really is. And that's the point of a fairy tale. You don't have to make it real. It doesn't have to make sense. Exactly. Just let the kids be kids and go to sleep. Some of you just need to go to sleep. You're too woke for the wrong things. (laughs) Like, honestly, just sleep it out sleep it out maybe those parents need a prince charming to give them a proper kiss maybe they haven't had one they haven't had a proper prince charming in their life maybe that's it it's too much but anyways that that (laughs) that story just bothered me yeah moving on brandon gonez i don't know if you know who Brandon Gomez is, um, he's one of like the top reporters, like in the GTA, a black um, man, Caribbean, specifically Jamaican. He used to be on CP24, which is like one of the top news outlets in Canada. And then I guess he resigned to start his own media company. And now he does um, his own show on YouTube the Brandon Gona show and it's been doing so well since it started I've been so very very well happy for him like he has just been killing 
it. He's been killing it. And he I feel like he did it the right way because he started off under an, another major brand, CP24, worked his way up, made his connections, and then he branched off. I'm sure he brought a lot of those connections and stuff with him. Mm-hmm. So he just had a major interview, one-on-one interview with Justin Trudeau, our prime minister. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so, it was really good. What did you think of it? You know what? It was actually really informative. First of all, shout outs to Brandon. He's doing- um, but yeah, I think it was really informative. Um, he asked a, a lot of hard questions. <laughs> I love the fact that Brandon does not back down. <laughs> yes to the point answer my question we're not going off topic because prime minister trudeau likes to dance around giving mm-hmm. a straight answer so i like that he kept him really focused it's interesting that the first um he was like just answer the question yes or no yes or no yes or like, no i was like brandon you're talking to the pm like that oh my goodness right clutching my pearls right <laughs> but no he went in he went in i think um one of the things that i took away because when I originally, like when you think about the pandemic and, and Brandon was discussing with him, um, like small businesses and what, you know, the government's doing to help small businesses and whatnot. I really felt for a lot of the businesses that kind of started in 2020. But, you know, after an explanation, I kind of understood a little bit more about why the relief is so hard, because when it comes down to it, yes, they, they're brand new businesses, but they don't really have any of the documentation to support what they're claiming for. So like a business that's been established, they have their NOAs or their T4s or whatever to, to show what they've earned. So the yeah. government knows what to, like how to help them or, or how much they're losing, right? But a business that hasn't been established for long enough doesn't have those documents. So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, but it's interesting to see what they're gonna do to help those people. Cause it's true, they really don't have the numbers or anything to file for any sort of relief. You're right. Um, so as I, initially, like, I was really upset that the government wasn't doing anything. But with that explanation, I was kind of like, okay, I see where you're coming from. You still need to do something, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just talking about, like, this businesses. Yeah, and you were saying how and, you understand um, with the explanation that you understood why these newer businesses. Yeah, like... I think there's still a responsibility the government has to these companies, but I have more of an understanding why it's a little bit more difficult for them to provide the same relief um, to businesses that are, you know, are brand new. Yeah. So it's, he's definitely in a tough spot. Like I do, I do feel for him. It's not, certainly not an easy role that he has. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a lot of people that need him to make like serious decisions. So, yeah, it was a great interview though. It was a great interview. I loved it. I felt like um, he asked the tough questions that a mm-hmm. lot of, and I feel like, and this is why we also need people like Brandon Goldness to represent our community, like our Black Caribbean community, because he asked the questions that a lot of us were affected by. You know, he asked the question, one of the first questions he asked him was, why did you stop travel to the Caribbean, but you mm-hmm. still kept travel travel open to Europe and he and he um he held he made sure that Justin Trudeau gave 
a proper explanation. I mean, I don't really feel like he did because, no. you know, Trudeau said, um, oh, we did pause it to the Europe. And, and Brandon was like, but you only pause it for a moment. You only pause it for two months. Travel to the Caribbean is still um, paused. Like we can't travel out to the Caribbean right now. Why is that? There's a lot of people in the Caribbean community that can't get back home to their parents or whatever, what have you, what have you, what have you. And, um, you know, I feel like Justin, you know, didn't really answer the question, but I appreciated Brandon bringing that up. And then he also brought up, you know, the fact about vaccine passports and people that don't want to get vaccines. How is life going to look like for those people that don't want to get vaccines? Um, are they going to be, you know, restricted from going to certain events? Um, how is that going to look like? So, um, and he was, he was very, you know, straight. And to he the talks point. about the real estate. And the he housing talked about the yeah. real estate, the housing market. He was just very to the point and he made sure, like he didn't cower. He didn't cower under the weight, like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to the prime minister of Canada. Oh. He went in there knowing like, this is what my people want to know. And we're having this interview and I, we're going to get you the answer. It. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to do politician, politician, politician. You're going to answer the question. And I feel like Brandon Gomez did an amazing job with that interview. Like I said, like when Trudeau was, you know, getting into his politician mode of like speaking around mm -hmm. the question, he was like, no, just answer it. Yes or no. Yes or, yes no. or no. What mm -hmm. is the answer? Just answer it straight. And people want to know this is not the time we're living in a pandemic. This is not the time to be politician, polit politicking, like be straight. People want to yeah. know because this is affecting our lives today, like right mm -hmm. now. So I really appreciated him for that, um, for that interview. And I just honestly can't wait to see what more is to come with his, his program because he's only he's gonna go far he's, he's gonna, go gonna go far super far because he's only been doing his show for what a few months now not even months yeah i feel like it hasn't even been like, like the end of last months. year or fall of last year somewhere around there yeah and he's already you know solidifying big interviews like mm -hmm. with the pm he's doing amazing he had an interview with jagmeet singh as well mm -hmm. um so yeah, I'm just excited for what he's gonna do. And I love the fact that he still brought in his lingo to- Absolutely, you can't Trudeau. leave it. He you still, can't leave it. He no. still brought in the lingo and just you know- He has no idea what's happening. He did he not no know idea. what he was saying. And well, Brandon he's gonna just, learn. <laughs> and Brandon just laughed because he knew that he had, he no, he had no clue no what idea. he said. I loved it. What it did you so think good. of um, Trudeau's response about the vaccine passports? <laughs> I feel, honestly, I in that point, I was, I didn't really click what he was fully trying to say. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I was also doing something at the same time while I was watching it, so maybe that's why I didn't really fully take in what he was saying. But he, <laughs> from what I remember him saying something about <clears throat> um, that they still need to look into it and he and he wants to be understanding of people that um don't have like deep convictions about not taking the the vaccine mm -hmm. um but he I, I guess he said he didn't really know i don't know i don't know exactly what his answer was i don't know if you remember what is exactly his answer was i think he said that he doesn't want to have vaccine passwords 
but I don't know. So in terms of the vaccine passports, it, it makes sense. Um, the way that he's explaining it. So vaccine passports are more for people coming into the country, not necessarily for us. So it's just like how, if like you were saying, if you're traveling to Ghana, you'd have to have like the yellow fever shot and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, right? It's the same thing. It would just be something that's added to the list of vaccinations you have to have to travel. So it's not necessarily that we have to have passports to travel from city to city. It's more of people who are traveling to Canada from other countries need to be vaccinated. Right. So in that, other countries would have the same expectations of us though so a lot of countries would have the the requirement that if you're coming into their country like you'd have to have the covid vaccine mm-hmm. and they have a right to do that just like they have the right to ask for all, all the other vaccinations that we already have so in that sense it makes sense um but he was saying that he acknowledges that not everybody's going to get the vaccine and he has no intentions of making it mandatory right because for example there's people who um may be allergic right there are people who may have like more moral beliefs or religious beliefs against being vaccinated. So he doesn't want to force anybody to take it, but he is hoping that um, there'll at least be the herd of people who will take it. Yeah. He said, he said, I remember him saying that all those people that can take it and don't have those convictions about it should take it. So that Mm -hmm. way it creates that herd for people that can't take it because of like you right. said, uh, allergies or they have like a strongly deep conviction about not taking it because of whatever reason so mm-hmm. if you don't have those things then he says take it basically basically but it won't be mandatory <clears throat> however if somewhere like a, a business established for mint for example requires you to have it he's not going to stop them they're well within their rights to require you to have it so Right. That's also something to think of. But in the news, I swear there's like places that um, are not allowing people to come in if they are vaccinated. So it's just like. Right. I've been seeing that. I saw a gym that would give people like free membership if they didn't have the vaccine or something like that. I was like, okay. I don't know. It's going to be the world post COVID is going to be a very interesting place because the world post 9-11 changed a lot very much the whole security whole everything about security and everything changed since Mm -hmm. 9-11 all a lot of things that we did were procedures I don't know if you remember like before 9-11 we didn't need passports to go to the U.S. no you didn't do you remember that Mm -hmm. yeah well I needed one because I'm an immigrant (laughs) oh Okay, well, if you're a Canadian citizen, you didn't need I am a-, a citizen, ma'am. I just wasn't born here. Okay, well, if you were born in Canada, <laughs> you needed, um, you didn't need a passport to go to the U.S. You could just drive across the border right. or fly okay. across the border, and it's fine. You just... You need some kind of ID, though, didn't you? I think you just needed some kind of I- ID to show that you're a resident of Canada, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't mandatory to show your passport until after 9-11, then that became a mandatory thing. Mm-hmm. And then a whole bunch of other different changes that happened with like airport security and all different type of security everywhere. So yeah, it's going to be interesting now what's going to happen post-COVID, what's going to mm-hmm. be ch- changed in the whole health sphere. 
We'll see. But again, kudos to Brandon Gomez. That was an amazing interview. I loved it. Y'all should go check it out. Um, Maybe we'll leave a link in the description of our podcast episode so you can check it out. And again, another thing that was crazy. We talked about this last week. Another hotel, another quarantine hotel is dealing with another outbreak. Another one? Yeah. Apparently another one. So, so how many is that now? Well, that's how many two people. Of, that's two of that I've heard of. But how many people like got it? You know. Uh, I don't know. It's it's in the Peel region, Hampton Hills, and Hampton Hint, Hampton Inn and Suites, close by the airport. Um, is dealing with the outbreak since May 8th and it remains partially cl- partially closed. Um, yeah. And this was they said So what are these what are these locations supposed to do exactly? I'm very confused. If people are getting from there then what is the purpose of them having it? This is what I'm saying. The quarantine hotels I think is such a bad idea. It's awful. And they're putting people in more danger than anything. It's such a bad idea, I feel. You're isolating people um, that are coming from... Like, I... Okay, let me say it's not a bad idea. I understand the concept behind it, but the logistics and execution of it, I feel, is wrong. And that's why we're having these outbreaks in the hotel. So how are they even cleaning the hotels and stuff like that? Because obviously they're doing something that's not right. Either they're not cleaning it properly or they're not... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't It know. has to be. like Because like, how else are you going to spread it? If the, Well, I guess if the germ is there and somebody has it, it's, it's just there. But like, it's not fair to just assume everybody has COVID and put them in one spot when some people don't. Or the people are not actually quarantining in their rooms. Like there's no security, proper security to actually ensure that people are in their rooms and they don't come out. If people are still coming out to get food in common areas, then what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what are what are the rules and regulations? If you're going to make these people go to the hotel for three days or however long, they should be in their room and they should be, they should be in their room and not come out at all. So all food, all anything needs to be delivered to them. They shouldn't be able to go to like check-in or to check-in at the front door. Like there shouldn't be any common area. If you really want to keep it separate, there shouldn't be How would be they even accommodate area. that? I don't know. They have to, They maybe they- It's their job. Get people to go straight into a room that's already been assigned to them. I don't know. And then they have staff members going to each room individually to check them in and blah, 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 blah. They have security on each floor to make sure no one leaves. Like, if, honestly, it's like prison. But basically, that's mm-hmm. what you're doing to the people. You're making people pay for their own prison cell for three days. So if you mm-hmm. want it to be like prison because you think it's effective, then you need to make it like prison as bad as it sounds or else it's not effective. And then you have these outbreaks that are happening. Where you're so, just making people sick and you could actually be killing people. And so they should catch the men's slaughter charges. Thank you. Say it again. 
right for the people in the back <laughs> because no but for real because people can walk in there completely healthy and then because of their negligence come out with covid and drop down dead and we know that covid kills people who are strong so can kill anybody we don't really know yeah so i don't i don't know why they don't just kibosh the quarantine hotels i don't know but yeah that's they might have to after this because i'm sure if somebody people are going to i don't know if you can really sue them do you have to sign a waiver or anything to go into that hotel i have no clue not because i feel like they would still be responsible no they should be wouldn't ask to go there they have to i feel like they should be responsible but i feel like you also have to sign a waiver for the vaccines as well so if you catch something it's not their responsibility or if you keel over and die basically powerful okay so i don't know but that's that so y'all be careful if you plan on traveling just stay home i didn't know you (laughs) could travel you could actually travel yeah you can i didn't know that i just figured that out two days ago because my friend traveled to the states just to get away so i'm just like oh you can actually still travel i didn't know that so i traveled to the states to get away meanwhile i'm taking a walk to get away yeah they travel because the states is open you know the states is open oh they don't care the states been open wide open everything <laughs> like open. business as usual broadway is resuming in september everything's open <clears throat> um apparently canada's wonderland isn't opening next month and I was like, they planned, like, who who told them they were going to open? I have no clue. I just want there to be the yeah. X this year. I know. Okay. I miss the X. I just want there to be the X. That's all I want. Okay. I might we get need the vac- something. I might get the vaccine to go to the X. I'm not lying. <laughs> they might, they might be smart and be like, you, you can only come in if you have the vaccine. Even though I'll the vaccine is not guaranteed you to not get COVID, but okay. Sure. I'll be honest with you. If it's going to keep me from being in prison all the time, I will eventually do it because I can't live like this either. I said never. I'm saying never say never. I just mm-hmm. don't want to be one of the first ones to get it. That's it. Right. Right. I just want to, you know, wait it out a bit. That's it. Mm-hmm. I need to wait it out a bit see more data from people that I see personally getting the vaccine, people around my age, people around, you know, my, you know, more because there's still a lot of black women that want to take it. So I want to see, you know, black women that are taking it, women that haven't had children yet. All this. I just want to see more how it affects certain people, if it's affecting them at all. Before I decide. And she's Um. fine. She's fine. So far. <laughs> but it's just it's just one person. So I don't I don't know. So far, so good. She's she's happy. But she's planning to travel, so it she has to take it, right? My friend took it too, and I heard the first dose isn't really the issue. I heard it's the second dose that really kicks people. Um somebody called. I think it was a doctor called the house you know they, they do their checkups over the phone now and I know they were just calling to, to try to get us to take the vaccine um and the doctor our doctor was saying that um 
like it's the younger people who are actually feeling the effects of it not the older people she's saying that a lot of her older patients like in their 50s 60s 70s don't feel anything but her patients like in their 20s and 30s they feel sick and she was like because she's late 30s i think she was like she she felt really sick like like she had the flu for a couple of days afterwards so <sighs> yeah i don't i don't know it's like I don't know. Tough decision. I it is a tough decision, and I still have to. Right now, I don't want to take it, and that's that's just where it is right now. But I'm not mm-hmm. saying I will never take it. I just want to. I just don't want to take it right now, and that's just how I feel about it. But yeah. anyways, moving on to your friend. Can you explain this TikTok that went viral about? So. Um, there is a TikTok, as Crystal mentioned, that went viral that basically discussed some interesting information regarding Doug Ford. So basically, she was talking about how a lot of small businesses have suffered um, due to the pandemic, obviously. Uh, but there was one small business in particular. I can't remember the name. Do you remember the name of it? No, but it's like those sticker businesses. Yeah, so this this business essentially makes the stickers um, that all stores have that say that you have to remain six feet apart, right? So you see in the gas station or any store that you um, go into once they open back up or, you know, we've all seen it. Those stickers, they come in different colors and whatever, but basically it tells you to keep your distance, right? And then then, like the stores will stick them down. Stand here, stand here. Right, the little feet and whatever. Um, So interestingly enough, that business is owned by none other than Doug Ford, which has, um, and the, the, the profits or, yeah, the profits of the business, it's, it's obviously quite profitable, um, has raised his net worth from 3 million to 50 million from 2019 to now, which is very interesting that um, the same person who's putting us in lockdown is benefiting from the lockdown while um, a lot of us are suffering. So, so did we do the research? Is it true? Like, does he really own the, the business? net worth is true. I Googled that. I looked at a couple different sites. That is true. It is true that he owns the business. So like full ownership or just like it's I think it's a family state. business. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Well, that's the debate. I told you I didn't believe those crocodile tears. I told you. Interesting. If it's true, I feel like that's a serious moral issue that I have. For sure. With him. A huge moral issue that I have. Because you're crying one minute saying that you understand people's pain and the same minute you're benefiting off of people's pain. Right. So, I don't know. Did he have this business before the pandemic? No, it's a new business. Yeah, I feel like that's a huge conflict of interest. A huge conflict of interest. He probably doesn't run it. It's probably one of his family members, but still, like you. If you own it, it doesn't matter. I certainly have lost a lot of trust in him, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I've been seeing that video, that TikTok video. Um, go viral and 
I don't know what to think about it. I've just been seeing it shared a lot, but I haven't really been seeing a lot of people comment on it. Because it hasn't really been, like, I've seen it shared, but, like, on WhatsApp. I haven't really seen anybody in actual social media talking about it, like, Facebook or Instagram or anything. I guess they just just wait for Six Buzz to share it. If Six Buzz does share it, because, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I feel like Six Buzz has... um an agenda themselves with some of the stuff I see them post but yeah six months is it's like the shade room they all have their 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 agendas and the people that they favor and the people that they don't right that's if it's true I um that's definitely a conflict of interest and I feel like there should be an investigation into that if it's true but then again I don't know are there other businesses out there like his? I don't know. I see like the monopoly on that business. I don't know. To jump your net worth from three million to fifty million, you would have to have the monopoly. Right. Did they say was it just because of that business or was it because of other things? What else does he do? I don't know, Premier. Maybe. Yeah, but that doesn't make that much money. I don't know. Was he the premier in 2019? Yeah. So, did he get that much of a raise? Manonoa, man. <laughs> Manonoa, it's all very suspicious. Everything is very suspicious, what's happening right now. Things are being exposed. People are being exposed. I guess politicians more, are being politicians. No I guess there. more information will come out with what is actually happening. I hope people are actually investigating it um, because if it's true, then it needs to be exposed. But mm-hmm. if it's not true, then it needs to be squashed. It's true. <laughs> well, then it needs to be exposed. It's I guess. true. I believe it's true. It needs to be exposed. But on to better news. Yeah, I'm um, so tired of them. So tired. <laughs> I'm just exhausted. Our our raptor, Mr. Spicy P, Mr. Pascal Siakram. Um, Siakram? Siakram. <laughs> he bought his mom a beautiful... Uh, family home like yes so beautiful so nice and her reaction to it when he told her like when he told her this is your home was such a perfect (laughs) typical black mother reaction but it was so she like took her shoes off and started running and I was like yes ma'am that is that that right there is the reaction we all wanted to see right it was so heartwarming to watch but it led me to ask the question, is it right for parents to bank on their children to take care of them financially when they get older? I don't think it's right for your parents to bank on you financially. Uh, I don't think most parents do. But when you've reached the level of um, success that Pascal has 
I mean, everybody, if they had that kind of money, would want to put their parents, you know, in in the nicest place that they can get and just give them everything that they ever wanted, right? Right. Um, so I think if you have the capacity to do so, you should. And in his particular case, he said that they didn't, they never had a family home after his parent, his dad passed away, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it wasn't just, it's not just for her. Like it's, he's like, this is our house. So like that family. includes his siblings. Exactly. So they have yeah. like a, a home base. Um. So in a sense, no, because I think, especially with our real estate market, like I'm sorry, mm-hmm. sis, but I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. My, I still need help. So, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but but in, the, in the same breath, I don't think it's wrong to accept those things either if, if you, you know, your child has reached that, that level where they're able to, to do so. Right. No, I agree. I don't think parents, it's unfortunate though, because a lot of parents do kind of, um, well, I shouldn't say it's unfortunate. I don't know if unfortunate is the right word, but I know there's parents that do try to set up their children to get into certain careers, do certain jobs because they want to be taken care of by their children once they reach a certain age. And I don't know if that's right to do um yeah I don't think that's a right thing to do I don't think it's wrong if your child wants to take care of you financially but you shouldn't be banking on them you should still have your own and if you're looking at it biblically the bible says that you should be able to pass down wealth not only for your children but your children's children so Mm -hmm to be banking on your children to take care of you when you reach a certain age. I don't know if that's right, but I feel a lot of black, especially in, in America, a lot of black people feel like they have to take care of their family once they reach a certain level of success. And a lot of their family members kind of guilt them for not, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I hear so many, I hear so many interviews of, black celebrities that say they have to take care of their family they have to take care of their mom they have to take care of this they have to take care of basically their whole family because they're the first one or the only one in their family that's reached a certain level of success and they now they feel obligated or their family makes them feel guilty for not taking care of them Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like that's kind of unfortunate unfortunate to be in that situation um <laughs> it's hard for me to I can't relate because I still need my mama. Um so <laughs> um I, I just yeah, my I can't my parents definitely that's that's not them, so it's hard for me to even think like that. But yeah, and I, I understand, especially when you're when you're coming from like a um a, a more um less fortunate upbringing and you know, a lot of them come from not the greatest neighborhoods and, and whatnot and I think partially um, because like if if just thinking it from my point of view like if I reach some sort of fame and stardom like the the first thing that I would think of is even though we're comfortable the first thing I would think of is you know making sure that my parents don't have any debts and you know like I just want to make sure that they're good first and foremost so I don't know if it's obligation you put on by the family or if it's these are my goals to get my family out of this particular situation Mm -hmm. I think it's a mixture of both 
And sometimes families can develop sort of a dependency on the breadwinner. Um, but there's also a bit of enabling too. Right. So uh, just coming out of obligation for your family, because you know that you have the means, so you want to make sure that your family's, your family's good. But I don't think it's right. Um, for, even for parents, like I still don't think it's that big of a deal. Because again, like if, if I just became a millionaire tomorrow, I can't imagine that my parents would be anywhere but with me. Right. Um, my siblings, however, of course I'm going to help you, but you still have to stand on your own two feet. Like you're, you're, you're grown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my parents are, are near retirement and things like that. So like, I wouldn't expect them, like it's, it's just a different relationship where right. um, I, I really wouldn't have a problem taking care. just support of them supporting them financially right um but like yeah and like the cousins that i i never talk to or or don't ever hail me up don't don't ask me for anything like those people i don't think that you should you should be responsible for Mm -hmm. if you want to help here and there obviously by all means go ahead and do that but i don't think that there's an obligation but i don't know i think i see my parents a little bit different yeah i don't think there should be an obligation I mean some people feel that they have the obligation I don't wrong them for feeling they have that obligation like you said just dependent on their upbringing and maybe they're the only ones in their family that have that money have money Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. but it should definitely be more out of just you know love for your parents or whatever you just want to give back for all the years that they poured into you and Mm -hmm. and that's usually what it is I just just thought of it because I'm hearing a lot of because I've heard a lot of black celebrities talking about how they have to take care of their family they can't do certain things that they want to do because they have to take care of the family or they have to keep working they have to keep grinding they have to keep yeah you know because if they're Mm -hmm. not then there's nobody exactly yeah just um what's her name tiffany haddish just said that the other day she was on live with like a whole bunch of kids um Mm -hmm. just doing like an ig live with them and she basically said that because one of the kids asked her oh do you like being on schedule because she talks about how her whole day is scheduled and she can't really do much because her whole day is scheduled and the kid asked her do you like being on schedule she's like i don't really like being on schedule but if i'm not on schedule that means i'm not working and if i'm not working that means i'm not supporting my family and people aren't eating you know mm-hmm. so you know it's it's kind of when she said that i felt i felt i felt like okay cool like there's, she's supporting people but i also felt bad for her because it's like she can't just work just for herself you know and yeah she feels like, like other she, people aren't pulling their weight because right. she has this platform this job that right yeah. or she can't just enjoy her wealth that she has just for herself because mm-hmm. she has to support x y and z person mm-hmm. um but you don't really hear that coming out of white people's mouths a lot of white people's mouths you don't really hear that coming out of this in a lot of cases their parents are already rich generational wealth right Yep. So that's why I always say generational wealth is so important, guys. It is key. It's so it important. Key. Okay, but okay, let me just get to this this one. Okay, because we're already I feel like we're already at an hour or something. Or are we skipping the other one? Yeah, skip that one. Okay. Um 
Okay, so some news popped off today on social medias about <laughs> Portia Williams. Okay. Portia Williams from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, I love Portia Williams, okay? She is one of my favorite housewives. After Nini, then it's Portia, and then it's um, then it's Kenya. Despite how, you know, wicked Kenya can be, I love Kenya. Actually, no, it's Nini, then it's Portia, then it's Phaedra, then it's Kenya. And Candy, Cynthia, they don't really do nothing for me. So I don't really care about them. But anyways, so Portia on this season, she brought a friend, Fallon, to the show. She was a friend of the show, Fallon, and she was married to a really rich guy named Simon. They went over to her house. They were kikiing, and Fallon was introduced as Portia's friend on the show. We see Fallon and a few different, you know, mix and mingle events with the girls and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Today or yesterday, now, Portia posted on her IG that she was with Simon and her ex-baby daddy. They were together, like, kicking up at Simon's house, doing whatever. And today, or no, she announced yesterday that she was engaged to Simon. Simon was Fallon's ex-husband, the man that they went over to her house to, you know, for a barbecue and to dip in their pool and everything. On the show, Simon was with Fallon. They were married, they were happily, or seemingly happily married on the show. Now fast forward to May 11th, you're making announcements that you're married or you're engaged to said Simon that was on the show with Fallon that you're supposed to be friends with. So <laughs> this is a messy, 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 messy. And the messiest I've ever seen. <laughs> the messiest. <laughs> and of course the internet had a field exploded. Day. Had a field day. Don't or forget day. the other woman. Because there's another woman involved too. Oh yeah. Okay. So the internet had a field day trending Portia been trending all day mm-hmm. um because of this everyone's saying Portia just messy the house because she's with her friend's ex-husband and apparently they've only been dating for a month before you get engaged to this man um that was with your friend now some argument argue that Portia because Portia said that Fallon was not really her friend in a real life. I guess she was just introduced as a friend because on the show, you have to be introduced as somebody's friend to get onto the show. So I guess because Dennis, which was Portia's ex-husband and Simon knew each other because they rolled in the same circles because they both own stuff in Atlanta, own a whole bunch of business in Atlanta. That's how he met, that's how she met Fallon. Um, so I guess that's why Fallon was introduced via Portia to the show. I don't know if they were real friends or not, but apparently people are bringing receipts that they've been together, they hung out together and all this stuff. But now you're with her man, engaged. And now you're showing off a ring that looks like it was the same ring that Fallon had. 
No, there's too much bad juju, girl. If you're getting a new ring, it has to be a new ring specifically for you. Right. It looks, it honestly looks like, it honestly looks identical to the ring Fallon had. I don't know if it's the same ring. If it is, if it's that the same is ring, Simon's mad cheap. Mad cheap. <laughs> Rich man. Mad messy. Mad. mad messy. Is this real, everything. though? Is it real? Like, People are saying she's just securing her her storyline for season 14. Well, boy, is that ever a storyline? Because now everybody, because you know, no, you know now everybody's going to watch season 14 because we're watching. I have never watched The House Flies of Anywhere, but I learned so much in this past 24 hours. Right? About all of those characters. Now I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit interested. I want to know what happens. Exactly. And and I feel like that's... Because <laughs> somebody needs to get beat up. Somebody needs to get licks. I don't know who, but somebody in that mess, somebody's wig should be snatched. Listen, this season is going to be crazy. Now, I don't know if because this season they got the bad um, reviews ever since Nini left. Um, this has been their worst review, I think. Well, Lanithia is quite a character. She's she really is exciting. She, she is a lot to the table. All of my memes are are of Nini, and I don't even watch a show. Right. <laughs> she Nini carried the show for years. So mm. now that Nini's off, and apparently this was one of their worst rated seasons. Maybe Andy Andy Cohen called up the girls and was like, listen, you need to get something on and pop in or else we're not going to have a season 14. So um, who knows if Portia devised the little ting ting so that way she could be the center of season 14 and it's going to be mad spicy. Who knows? Either way, <laughs> it's messy. It's so messy. How could you? I want to I understand how you could possibly justify or explain teefing your friend's husband. Husband that don't even look good. He don't even tan good. He just has a lot of money. We all know that when it comes to the Real Housewives of anywhere, it doesn't matter what their husbands look like. They just want the money. It's what's in the pocketbook. That's it. And the man has. They a don't lot really of money. love anybody, except for maybe um, what's her name? The new, the newest, the one, the one from Toronto, who joined them. Olotoya. Mm-hmm. She hasn't reached that status the rich man yet not yet but i don't know what she's doing she's another she's another character on her own she's another (laughs) character on her own she's a mess can't even go can't even go there with her we we don't have enough time today but yeah like yeah so all of twitter all of the youtube bloggers everyone was going crazy with this news Black Twitter, like if you're bored one day or if you're feeling down to the dumps, I need you to just <laughs> read some of the tweets from Black Twitter. Black I Twitter promise you, funny. you will be crying. Black Twitter is so Black funny. Black Twitter went off. It was hilarious. Off. I was it, cackling. <laughs> off. Like they all went off. They all went off. And they were, of course, Kenya had to put in her two cents. Kenya and Portia don't like each other. And oh. people went off on Kenya a couple years ago because she was apparently moving on a next um, woman's husband. So now people are coming at Ken- 
um, portion saying you guys need to go after Portia like you guys did Kenya, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Kenya's loving it. Kenya's loving it because Kenya doesn't like Portia. Mm. So she's loving it. So you, we know on the show, there's going to be so much shade about what's happening. But what about poor Fallon? Poor manless Fallon? <sighs> Fallon is just taking the high road right now. Her bag's gone. She's taking the high road right now. And I mean, good for her. But at the same time, sis, we need the drama. I need the tea. We need the drama. She just posted, oh, I'm just focusing on myself and focus on finalizing the divorce. That's all she posted. Sis, we need the drama at this point. Like, you need to capitalize. Actually, no, I hope she didn't sign a prenup. I don't know what she did. Okay. I don't know what she did. Is but... this man even worth? And and yeah, and and the, apparently there's this next woman who's with him five weeks ago. So when did this divorce start? Girl, I don't know. Cause then some more. Okay, how is it? How is it less than twenty four hours that you announce your engagement to the world, and the internet is already finding <laughs> proof of a next girl that's in the mix? I think she posted it. The blonde hair girl. Hmm. No, it was it was it was Portia. Portia first posted her videos with the man, with the two men yesterday or something. Where did Portia find it from? <laughs> and then Simon posted a video today with a long ass caption of him saying that he's now engaged to Portia. No, I'm saying I think the the, the third the third woman, the the third wheel, the unnamed woman. I think posted she posted what? videos of herself in his car. Yeah, she did. And obviously, the Twitter, the Instagram streets did their investigations. Instagram and, streets. <laughs> and found it. Like, I don't know how they found it. I have Ooh. no clue how these people find these things so quick. Like, they find these things so quick. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. How old is everyone involved? These women are these grown. Are, <laughs> these are old foot women. They're grown. Portia's damn near 50. Okay? Oh, that's awful <laughs> she's definitely like, in her mid to mid 40s or mid to yeah i'm sure she's in her mid 40s at this they point. are hardback women still going on with this nonsense simone or simon whatever his name is is <laughs> not simone <laughs> he's probably in his 60s i don't he know he is 74 and a half he I looks his photo he looks howl okay yeah yeah very he's howl. expired he's expired very Holland Croft. Like he that don't is look some good. curdled milk. He don't look good at all. And that that round belly out in France. But you know what? It doesn't even matter because he has money. That's it. I googled his net worth. He's worth like about fifty million U.S. dollars. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Portia just needed the bag. But even Fallon, you know Fallon, because Fallon's pretty. I feel yeah. like she wasn't. Come on, like you can tell it doesn't. No, they all. One of these things is not like the other. They all just want the bag. Okay, the Real Housewives of Atlanta money is not enough for Portia to live the lifestyles that they want to live. Her bed sheets company is not making no money. She needed another side hustle. Portia, she makes bed sheets. She does some kind of bedding company. (laughs) Of everything on the planet that you can make, you choose bed sheets. Well, I suppose everybody needs a good bed sheet. I don't know. <laughs> Household linens? Like who's gonna buy who's gonna buy a queen size Porsche? <laughs> Girl. 
What's the thread count? Girl, okay? I don't know. She needed something. Because I feel like she probably felt like she was... Because all the other housewives have something, you know? Yeah, Nini's opening a club, isn't she? Nini's opening a club or a restaurant. But Nini's not a housewife anymore. But Nini had something. Uh, Kenya, I mean, Candy has like 10 million different hustles. Like, we can't keep up with Candy anymore. Mm. She has so many businesses. And they all do pretty well. So Candy is like stacked with money. Um, Mm -hmm. Cynthia has her Lake Bailey, her wine cellar, whatever business, some other business that she has. Um, and then what's her name? I forgot the one that just came on. Drew Sedora. She's an actor, you know, so she has her acting gigs. And then Portia Wasn't has she her... on the game. She was, yeah. Mm. And then Portia has her bed sheets. So I felt like she needed something else. <laughs> she needs something else. She needed something and else. Portia has her bed sheets. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> she needs something else. Oh, well, now she has Simons. Now she has Simons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm crying. Oh my gosh. So it's quite the mess. It's making everybody feel like they need to reevaluate their friendships, but like, right because i'm looking at my friends like not that i have anything for anybody to steal but that's not the point (laughs) but at the same time you you fallon i mean i guess fallon couldn't have potentially thought that portia was walking into her house coveting her things like you don't know but at the same time that's what happens when you bring a new person that you don't really know into the mix and you introduce them to your man and you introduce them you have to test somebody out first before you start introducing introducing them to your people. I would never expect that from from A, my man, and B, from even an acquaintance. Maybe because people know that I would be a homicidal maniac and everybody involved would die. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't, like, I would, I would expect more from the people that I associate with. Now, I don't know the moral standard of any of the housewives. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. they, they, they rank pretty low when it comes to morality and values and things like that because point proven, you go after, even if it's not your friend, even if it's an acquaintance, like where I come from, you wouldn't even talk to somebody that your friend dated, even if they broke up right so far less for <laughs> for somebody who's not even divorced yet can you yeah. even be engaged to somebody if they're not divorced apparently apparently their divorce is settled but it's not final or something like that that's what one of the blog sites said i don't know or it's final but it's not settled it's one or the other something is settled but not final or final not settled so it's not completely like everything is not completely done but well, give the man a chance to air out. Like, even what, like, you couldn't even... The do man don't want to air out, clearly. <laughs> he just wants to air out business. He don't want to air um, out. J-Lo did the same thing, eh? Yeah, I heard she went back to Ben Affleck. Mm. That's all another... These need to, all these people need to breeze out. Just take take some time to yourself. Wasn't, how... ben Aff- wasn't Ben Affleck with Jennifer Garner? I guess they must have divorced because he was on on Tinder looking for girls, wasn't he? He was, and then yeah. the girl like 
unmatched him because she thought he was fake yeah and then he sent her a video saying why you unmatch me that's weird right just move on okay but now he's back with j-lo i don't understand how all these people are finding these relationships in this pandemic and i can't even find the polished color i want one thing (laughs) (laughs) one thing i want to know is how portia was able to move so quick in the 10 years or the yeah like the 10 years that she's been on the show we've Mm -hmm. seen her gone through like now almost three marriages now what i need to start watching when she joined the show she was first with the ex-footballer cordell or whatever his name is that mashup Uh then apparently she was with another guy i don't know if she got engaged to him or anything but that mashup then she was with her then she got married to her baby father and that mashup because apparently it was alleged that he was watching dog porn or something like that take somebody's man but i guess so because she can't pick them properly just started i feel like i feel like she probably knew there was trouble in paradise from before oh yeah and she probably moved in and was like all sly before they you know of course and solidified that divorce she's saying it wasn't because of her but come on we're not foolish i don't believe that for a minute i know how women can be (sighs) Yeah, I don't know what Portia's on. Um, they're, all I know is they're not going to let up on her next season. Like, they're not going to let up on her. I'm literally going to comment and just put dog porn under one of her pictures. <laughs> no. Um, she, she limited her comments now because I guess too many people are coming for her. Because I tried to go to, on her page today to see what people were saying in the comment section. It's been <laughs> limited. <laughs> Can't say nothing. 
she'll open it back up one day when she least expects it. <gasps> oh my gosh. But yeah, no. <clears throat> that's that's what's going on. So obviously we're gonna keep you guys updated on on this whole Porsche saga as it unfolds. <laughs> Cause it's quite interesting. <laughs> I never heard somebody break up for us. <laughs> yes, uh, you have to go read it up. Okay. <laughs> read it up. He was like caught in doing some weird things. Maybe he just likes what he likes. Dog porn. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a weird thing to like. Okay. People have their kinks. Okay. <laughs> well, if I I would divorce you too if if that's what you, what your kink was. That's weird. I don't know if I would divorce you, but I would definitely take you to counseling. We need to talk about this. We need to understand a little bit more. <laughs> Dog <laughs> porn? Yeah. No, that's to, extreme. That's extreme. We need to dig a little deeper into your psyche and see what went wrong. I'm scared to dig into that psyche. I would be interested. I'd probably not, never touch you again. But not for my husband. <laughs> like if I was doing like I'd a, be very interested to know case file, sure. But like for my man, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to see you the same. No, you you can't. You definitely wouldn't. Yeah, so I feel I'd like I'd probably laugh the way I did for the longest one. Oh God. <laughs> Then be like, okay, let's go to the doctor, love. Because you need it. Clearly. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's yeah, what's that's what's happening mm-hmm. on the Atlanta mm-hmm. Housewives of Atlanta streets with Portia. And like I said, we'll keep you updated, abreast yeah. of what's happening. But yeah, guys, um, I'm going to save the other question I put for next time because this it's already like an hour and a half this episode. <laughs> Yeah, this episode's three days long. So. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. So, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this one was good. We talked a lot of good stuff, a lot of heavy stuff, but we ended it on oh, a light no. note. <laughs> if we'd have to edit out some of that laughter, because it was a strong 57 minutes of just cackling. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> but yes, y'all. Thanks for tuning in on this episode, episode five of season two. And we will see y'all next time. See y'all. Peace peace and all of the Afro girls. Amen. (laughs) Of course I'm going to say it. Okay, guys. Bye. And everybody knows you we are near brand. When me a while, me give the wicked Islam. So me sorry for the girl, them out there when I'm not.